Knowing about the right tool to use in your toolbox for any given task is really important, no matter what field you're in. If you're a blind person like me, for example, I wouldn't recommend taking your white cane and trying to hammer a nail into something with it. You'd be far better using a hammer. You may be able to get there with your cane eventually if the cane is strong enough, but believe me, there are easier ways. Similarly, if you care about the audio in your podcast, then I would not recommend using a tool that's designed for consumer-grade video conferencing. It's not that there's anything wrong with those tools like Zoom and Skype. And as many listeners to this will know, I did an audio book on Zoom. I'm a big fan. But Zoom has many competing priorities. On the audio side, they want to get as wide a range of devices sounding okay when they're being used in as wide a range of conditions as possible. But they also have video to think about, not to mention text chat, telephone calls, and security. And that's the same with Microsoft Teams and Google Meet and a lot of these other platforms which are serving a very important purpose, particularly in the COVID era. Zoom does offer a high-quality audio option, but they set some pretty clear stipulations around it, and they actually say that it's designed for music. They highly recommend that you use it with Ethernet rather than Wi-Fi, and to me, it still doesn't sound as good as the solution that I want to talk to you about today. Now, because this is being geared towards a blind audience, I know that a lot of blind people do care about their audio. That's because we grew up with radio. We care about this stuff. Sometimes we notice things that many people don't notice. If you care about all of this and you want to produce a good product, then you will be interested in clean feed, which is what this segment is all about. Let me first talk about the problem that CleanFeed is trying to solve or the use cases to which it might be applied. First, podcast recording, which I think is what most people will be interested in it for. I've been podcasting since 2004, which is the year that podcasting began. But even before that, I was distributing audio on demand just by having people go to a website or an FTP site and download it. And I was the host of a show called Main Menu, which is a blindness technology show. And I founded that back in 2000. One day, I set up an interview with Glenn Gordon from Freedom Scientific. I believe this was in 2002. Like me, Glenn's an audio geek, a radio geek. And he said to me, why don't we do something a bit special and record our audio locally then I'll send it to you via FTP because this is long before the days of Dropbox and OneDrive and these cloud services that we now take for granted, and you can stitch it together. And that's what we did. And I'll never forget it because I was overwhelmed with emails by people saying, how did you get the audio to sound that good? What's the trick? What's the software? And when we explained what we'd done, something that is now widely in the podcast industry known as a double ender, they were all disappointed and said, oh, okay, that's what you did. We never thought of doing that before. Some people who take their podcast audio seriously do the double ender thing now. So they ask somebody to record, even if it's just on their iPhone in the voice memos app or with a halfway decent microphone on their Windows or Mac computer and then using a cloud-based service they get them to send the recording afterwards and you stitch them all together and you talk to each other in real time using a service like Skype or Zoom or Teams or Google Meet. There are several problems with this. Depending on the degree of tech savvy of the person that you're talking to, they may or may not do this reliably and they may even feel uncomfortable about attempting it. 
Also, the more people you get involved, the more difficult it is to do that stitching together. You have to have some sort of central point at the beginning of the interview, like a hand clap, to make sure that you get all the tracks in sync. It takes some time. And notoriously, double-enders can drift over time. So even though they start off perfectly in sync, you find that your guests and you eventually get out of sync, requiring you as the editor to take time-consuming remedial measures. As the podcast industry has exploded over the last few years, we've seen a plethora of services pop up that seek to solve this problem. And that's particularly true in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Some are more reliable than others. Some go through bad patches and then come right again, but it is pretty disheartening when you rely on one of these services and you do the perfect interview only to find that the service you are using has let you down. The technology is getting a lot better, although I do find some of the pricing a bit steep for many of these offerings. And then as blind people, we have an additional thing to consider, and that is the accessibility of the user interface of these things. There is a kind of a niche following in the blind community for a product called TeamTalk. And that does a fantastic job of recording high-quality, low-latency audio. It streams it to a server, and you can install the software on your own computer if you wish. And because it's server-based, you can use it for real-time applications. So you can go beyond podcasting, and you can use TeamTalk for live internet radio, using it as a link from one place to another, a whole range of things like that. And there's client software as well that the user has to install who's going to participate in this. And that's one of the biggest barriers. It's quite a geeky setup, but that might not be an insurmountable barrier. If you're recording a podcast where your guests are the same every week, you can tweak this for a while, get all the participants in the podcast set up, and then you're good to go, at least until the operating system updates itself and does something to the audio. But if you're bringing different guests into your podcast regularly because you have an interview format, then this is a real high bar to ask your interviewees to reach. First, they have to download something they're not familiar with. They probably haven't heard of it before. Then they have to install it. And most concerningly of all, then they have to configure it. Busy people who may add value to your podcast are just not going to bother. So what if you could find a solution that is pure audio, no video, that takes pride in getting the latency as low as you can possibly get it, that doesn't mess with your audio by processing it unless you ask it to, that has a free version that includes an unlimited number of people participating for an unlimited period of time, as well as premium features that are designed for people and by people actually who care about their audio. And all of this is done in the browser. So there's nothing to install. That is what Clean Feed is. And I can personally say that it has never let me down on any occasion that I have used it. It's used by many professional organizations, including the BBC and other radio stations who have been relying on it heavily during the pandemic. It's used in movie production on the audio side. Many highly acclaimed audio engineers rely on CleanFeed. I think this is a fantastic service. And when you understand how it works and the value that it adds, I would be really surprised if you would want to go back to a generic kind of conferencing solution and try and put that round peg in the square hole 
and use it for a podcast or internet radio situation. As I explore CleanFeed as a totally blind person using JAWS for Windows, I will talk more about the features that it offers. One of the reasons why I'm doing this now is that I've been in touch with the developers of CleanFeed and they've agreed to come on our Blind Podcasters Roundtable on Clubhouse. So I thought for those not familiar with CleanFeed, it would be useful to produce this demo ahead of that happening. But this demo is also for the developers of CleanFeed because when I was having a chat with them, they're clearly very interested. They've made several changes over the five years or so that CleanFeed has been running in response to screen reader user feedback. But they made the point that taking a screen reader and trying to understand how a blind person uses it on a daily basis is quite a challenge, and it absolutely is. And when I was working full-time as an accessibility consultant, I used to tell people that I worked with this all the time. Don't expect necessarily that you should have to understand how a screen reader works. Ask a real blind person using this stuff regularly because it can be so easy to provide too much spoken feedback. Yes, that is a possibility or sometimes not enough in certain places. The best people to give you that kind of feedback is the end user. So Mark and Mark from CleanFeed, This one is also for you with thanks for all you've done. And I hope it gives you both a picture of how we as blind people use screen readers in the context of an application like CleanFeed. If you are going to use CleanFeed as the host, then you'll need a Chromium-based browser. Google Chrome obviously fits right in there. I have had no trouble using CleanFeed with both Microsoft Edge, that's the new Chromium version, of course, and the Brave browser. CleanFeed also works in Firefox, although CleanFeed makes no guarantees about what happens when you host with the Firefox browser. It will pop up with some warnings, but you can proceed at your own risk. Firefox is supported for coming in as a guest into a CleanFeed session. It also works with Safari on your iPhone for guests, but at this time you can't host a CleanFeed session with your iPhone and that has a better designation at the moment, the iOS support. At the time of recording, CleanFeed also does not work with Safari on the Mac, and that does make some Mac users grumpy who don't want to install Google Chrome on their system. I understand a change there may be imminent. It works fully on Google Chrome for Android, so you can host a CleanFeed session on Google Chrome on your mobile device if it's running Android. And Google Chrome is, of course, on a Chromebook, and CleanFeed is fully supported on a Chromebook and works very well there. Since things change on any website, especially something as innovative as CleanFeed, let me say that this is being recorded at the beginning of June 2021, and I'm using JAWS 2021 with the Oliver text-to-speech engine from Vocalizer, which we got some great feedback about after Brian Harchin's interview, so I'll use it for this demonstration. I may well talk a little bit more about some of the keys that I'm pressing, since I know there are some people who are interested in this demonstration who are not screen reader users. Because I have CleanFeed Pro, and I wouldn't be without it, I am demonstrating using a Pro account. I will do my best to let you know if there is a Pro-only feature that I'm demonstrating. But the free tier of CleanFeed is incredibly generous. You can have as many speakers on CleanFeed as you want with the free version for an unlimited period of time. The audio is not compromised in any way. So you still get the high quality speech optimized option 
which is using the Opus codec. It's speech optimized and it's at 48 kilohertz. So you really are getting some very good sound. In an ideal environment, if somebody's coming in with a good microphone, you should not be able to tell the difference between if they were using that microphone next to you, plugged into an audio interface, and what CleanFeed is sending back to you. It really is that good. But just to set expectations, of course, the audio that you get from CleanFeed is only going to be as good as the originating audio. CleanFeed can't magic away a poor quality microphone or crackle in your connection. So many of the same caveats that we've talked about on past episodes apply here. If somebody can come in with a good quality USB microphone even, you know, even if they don't have a fancy audio interface or a mixer, but they do have a USB microphone, that would be great. If they can come in with a USB headset, that would be the next best thing. You do have to be careful to talk to people about their distance from these USB headsets. Don't be hesitant about asking someone to back off them a little bit if you're getting plosives, in other words, the popping peas, because that will create havoc for you in post-production. If there's no USB headset available, Sometimes actually a built-in mic on some of the better laptops or smartphones is better than Bluetooth earbuds. Ideally, somebody should be wearing earbuds or headphones for listening to you on, but some of the microphones in those things are terrible. So you might want to evaluate the microphone options available to your guest, and it's pretty easy to get them to switch from one to the other in CleanFeed, which is one of its many benefits, and we'll show you that in a moment. But garbage in garbage out. CleanFeed can't help if the original source was substandard. I'm going to Alt-Tab into Microsoft Edge where I'm on the CleanFeed homepage. CleanFeed Personal Microsoft Edge. CleanFeed Microsoft Edge. CleanFeed. The homepage is informative. You will find that CleanFeed is very well documented. There's a knowledge base. There's a blog which is updated with fascinating articles about what CleanFeed are up to and they do add new features regularly. And there's an FAQ as well, a Frequently Asked Questions file, which answers most of the common questions that you may have as you're getting started. I'm going to press the JAWS key with F7 to bring up my list of links. Links list dialog. And go to L for login. Login. 6 of 20. I'll press enter. Opening new tab. Navigation region. Login link. As you heard, the CleanFeed session has opened in a new tab. When you log in, and we'll do that in just a moment, what you will find is that you're in a kind of a web 2.0 environment. Some of the things that are clickable or press enterable on are not necessarily going to present as hyperlinks. So if you think something should be clickable, try it and see, and you'll often find that it is. Despite the fact that I have turned off the ghastly new default that Microsoft Edge introduced a while ago where each tab opens in the Alt-Tab order, I believe what is happening here is that actually CleanFeed is forcing a new browser window to pop up because I do need to Alt-Tab into the CleanFeed session. So I'll do that now. CleanFeed Personal Microsoft Edge. And focus is placed in the login field where you're invited to enter your username. Clearly, if this is the first time you've been on the CleanFeed site, then you will need to create an account. It's been some time since I've done this, but I believe it is quite an accessible process to go through and create that account. So assuming you've been through that, then we're now at the login screen. And what we enter here is the user ID that you entered when you created your CleanFeed account. It's not your email address. It is just the user ID. So I will type that. 
and press tab. Password, password, idiot. I'm going to invoke one password, which will enter my CleanFeed password in here. So I will pause the recording while I do that. I've done that now. If you are entering your password manually, then you can just press enter after you've entered the password and that will activate the submit button and you'll be into CleanFeed. We're now in a CleanFeed session and we'll explore this and as we do, talk about some of the features available. I'll make sure I'm at the top of the screen. I'll press Control Home. Clean Feed. And there's the title of the window, which is Clean Feed. I will down arrow and we'll go through this a line at a time using the JAWS virtual cursor. Visited Link Graphic Clean Feed Pro. Record button. Right there is the record button. If you have a Clean Feed Pro account, then there are several options available to you for recording. I'm going to press the space bar to activate that record button. Record button. And now I'll down arrow. Clips button. Audio button. Profile button. So think about this like a menu bar. We've found the record button at the top and I've already pressed that, but now we're going through the other menu items. If I go back up. Audio the clips button. Record button. You don't get any screen reader feedback telling you which of these buttons is currently the selected one. It would be great if CleanFeed could tell us that so that when you press the record button, it would say record button selected to let you know that that's the one you have selected. Also, while I remember to mention it, to the best of my knowledge, there are no hotkeys in CleanFeed. And that would be something that I think would be quite easy for the developers to add, and it would make a huge productivity difference. If you could just press Control-R, which is a pretty standard record shortcut key, and get you into this record window, that would be super. But we'll continue to go down. Clips button. Audio button. Profile button. Jonathan Mosen. Ready. Settings button. We'll come back to that. Headphones. Settings button. Separator. Connect graphic. Go back graphic. Heading level two, record this clean feed session. So that's an important thing to note. Once you have pressed the record button, as we did at the top, you can navigate to the consequences, if you like, of the button that you have pressed by pressing H to navigate to the next heading level, which is a heading level two. So to recap, we'll go back to the top. Clean feed. This record button. We've pressed the record button. Now I press the letter H. Record this clean feed session heading level two. And we're right there to record this clean feed session. Let's down arrow and see what options exist under this record section. Name the recording. Edit. I'm going to name my recording and this is a standard edit field. So I'll press enter to turn off the JAWS virtual cursor. Name the recording edit. And I'm going to type clean feed test. I'll just perform a say line to repeat that. Name the recording edit misspelled clean feed test. Edge is telling me that clean feed is misspelled. I really should add it to the dictionary, shouldn't I? If I press the tab key. List with one items, a day and time to file name checkbox checked. If you want, CleanFeed can add the date and time to the file name, which can be a handy reference. Combo box, multi-track. The options that you have here will depend on whether you're using CleanFeed Pro or not. CleanFeed Pro supports multi-track. What that means is that for every speaker that you bring into CleanFeed for this session, you will get a file in WAV format recorded at 48 kilohertz for that speaker. Plus, you'll also get a separate file for the audio clips, and we'll talk about the audio clips later. When you're ready to save your recording, it's been cached in your browser as it records, so nothing is actually stored on CleanFeed's servers. And that's, I guess, a potential downside. There are some services that offer a kind of a redundancy feature. They upload to the cloud as you go. 
So if you were to have a power outage in the middle of your session, to the best of my knowledge, you will have lost that session in CleanFeed. However, there is one thing you can do to make this a less disastrous possibility. You can press save all as many times as you want once the recording has started. So let's say you've been recording for 10 minutes and you think, wow, this is such a good interview, I would hate to lose it. Just press the save all button. It will gather the first 10 minutes, put it in a zip file for you and put it in your default downloads folder. Let's say another 10 minutes go by and you think, man, I really, really, really would hate to lose this now. Press the save all button again. What that will do is save the complete recording. It won't just save the last 10 minutes since you last pressed save because that would be unwieldy, wouldn't it? You'd have to piece them all together for every time you pressed save. CleanFeed's much smarter than that. It will just save again, starting from the beginning of the recording. So if you get into the habit of saving regularly, you will make sure you have a recording at the end of the process, even if you lose the end due to some unforeseen circumstance, like a power outage. I'm going to navigate now what the other options are. We'll go to the top of the list by pressing home. My audio only. And that will record just your audio. If we down arrow, guests only, you will record just the guest. Now, I can definitely see a use for that if you want to, for whatever reason, record your own audio locally and just record the guests. You can do that as well. While we are talking about backups, I should say that one thing that I do quite a lot is record from within CleanFeed itself. And I've never had a recording lost so far. I'm knocking on the wood rather hard on that one. But I also record in Reaper. And I'm using a Focusrite 8i6 audio interface, and that has a feature called loopback. So I have CleanFeed set to a particular channel on that Focusrite 8i6 that my loopback feature is monitoring. What it essentially means is that I can make a backup recording of CleanFeed in Reaper, just in case. And because what I'm hearing in my headphones is exactly what's being recorded, the quality of what I get back from loopback in the focus right is every bit as good as what CleanFeed will give me when I download the recording. Of course, what the loopback won't give me is multi-track. There are all sorts of advantages of the multi-track feature, which is a pro feature. For example, if you've got three or four people, you're talking to them and somebody's guide dog barks in the background or somebody chooses to have a good old cough when they're not speaking, then if you bring it into a multi-track editor, you can just mute that track at the appropriate time, delete the dog bark or the cough without it affecting anybody else who's speaking. But if you have only a single track recording where all of your speakers are only in one track, you can't do that. You either have to leave it in or edit the whole thing out and potentially miss something of significance that an interviewee is saying. But anyway, so we are on guests only, guests only, and I will down arrow everyone. And you can do this, of course, even in the free clean feed. If you've got five, six, seven speakers and you want to talk for two hours, you can do that for free. You just get one file at the end of the process. Stereo slit. This will record you on one channel of a stereo file and your guests in another channel of a stereo file. So it's not quite as good as multi-track, but it is better than a single track file. Multi-track. There's the gold standard, the multi-track. And that's all. So multi-track is at the bottom of the list. I'll press the tab key. Record button. And there is the record button. So you do have to press this and then you will start recording. I'm going to do that now. So I'll press the space bar on the record button. Clean feed. What's happened now 
is that I'm at the top of the screen again. So I'm going to navigate by heading. No headings. And there is no heading anymore. So how do I find out how the recording is going? No regions. There's no regions either. But there is something that you can do. And I must say that this is a keystroke that I had forgotten about until a couple of other clean feed users mentioned this to me as a handy workaround. JAWS does have a command where you can navigate between graphics. It's a navigation quick key, and it is G for graphic, because we do now have a graphic on the screen that is a record button. If I go to the top of the screen Clean. and press the letter G, Clean feed pro visited link graphic. I think that is just a decorative graphic, but if I press G again, recording graphic, and now we have a recording graphic, and that confirms that we are indeed recording, but it also puts us in the right place to check on the recording. Clean feed test. 115. And now the counter is going up. I can actually see that going up on the Braille display. 121. There we go. And I'm performing a say line and it's confirming 125 that the time is going up. If I down arrow. Save all button. You can save all. Discard this recording button unavailable. You can discard the recording. Discard this recording button unavailable. Jonathan Mosen. Save button. Recording button. Clips. Save button. Recording button. So this part of the screen is rather like navigating through your door, such as Reaper. And you're seeing each track here and whether it's recording or not. In other words, really, whether it's armed or not. You heard it say recording graphic. Usually in clean feed, when something says graphic like that, even though it doesn't appear as a hyperlink or a button, it is actually clickable. So if you press the space bar on that recording graphic, it will pause the recording and you'll be able to verify that the recording is paused. It'll tell you that and the time counter will stop going up. Press the recording graphic again to resume recording. When you have multiple guests on a clean feed session, you can actually stop recording any of those guests. Now, that may sound counterintuitive, and of course, you have to be really careful about this. But the logic behind it is that since you're going to get 48 kilohertz wave files at the end, you don't want to be recording anybody who doesn't need to be recorded. Who might need to be recorded? Well, I can immediately think of a few examples. I've interviewed senior executives or politicians who have minders, PR people on the call when I do the interview in case their charge says something stupid and they want to intervene. Now, you don't want to record that person. You don't want to have a large track, especially in a lengthy interview, that you're not going to use in your production. So they can be on the call, but you can turn the recording feature off if you wish. Just be really careful that you are pressing the button to stop recording on the guest that you don't actually want recorded. Once you choose to stop recording a guest, or for that matter, the clips track, you don't keep any of it. So if it takes you a couple of minutes to go to the clips track or input and deselect it for recording by pressing the stop recording button, you won't get any track from the clips at all. If I press space on the recording button, not recording button. As we moved around the screen, you will have heard reference to a save button and a save all button. So you can save individual tracks. It's really important to understand that if you want to save this zip file with all of your participants in it, you'll need to press the save all button. Save all button. If I do that. Clean feed. Downloading. Clean feed test set 1018.zip. 36.1 megabytes. 
Downloads completed. And people often say to me, wow, the downloads are so fast on CleanFeed. That's because everything's being cached on your local device anyway. It's being streamed to your local machine. So when you perform a save all, it's copying that to your downloads folder and you're good to go. But being able to save individual guests or tracks is another way around only getting the guests that you want. So if you're a little bit nervous about deselecting the wrong guest, then you can just go back and save the tracks you want and then go in and make sure that you do have the tracks that you need. There is a disk cost though. Even if you don't save all the files at the end of the process, all these tracks are being saved to disk. They're being cached temporarily. So if you're low on disk space or you're worried about the resources it consumes, then definitely deselecting the recording of people you don't need to record is a good idea, including the clips track if you're not using it. Let's go to File Explorer. File Explorer. And I'll go to the Downloads folder. Downloads. Downloads. And right at the top. Not selected. Clean feed. Test set 1018.zip. And there it is. There's my file that we just recorded. Pretty slick. Now I'm going to Alt-Tab back into CleanFeed. CleanFeed Personal Microsoft Edge. Another trick that may not be evident for screen reader users is that when you find the name of somebody in a CleanFeed session, that is also actionable. So I'm going to search for the word Mosin in JAWS. I'll press Control F. JAWS Find Dialog. And find Mosin, M-O-S-E-N, and press Enter. Jonathan Mosin. And it says my name. Ready. Jonathan Mosin. If I press the space bar on my name, and we'll try it again. Proof Jonathan Mosin. And the next line now, instead of saying ready, says. Muted. I've muted myself. This is very handy. If you find that there is a speaker where there's a lot of noise coming in, particularly in a live environment, or where you haven't paid for CleanFeed Pro. It's not so bad if you have a multi-track session because you know that you can clean this up in your post-production process. But if somebody is really messing with something live and you know where the audio is coming from, then you can just mute that person temporarily and then unmute them. So as the host, you have that control. I just Jonathan Mosin. press the space bar. Jonathan Mosin, ready. Now, if I press the space bar on the ready line, does that work as well? Ready. No. Blank. So you ready. You do have to go up. Jonathan Mosin. And press space. So again, if there was some sort of live region, it would be great if when you pressed the space bar, it said Jonathan Mosin muted or ready just by pressing the space bar. But at the moment, I'm getting no speech feedback. So I do have to go down ready. and just verify that I have once again unmuted myself. Let's go back to the top of the screen by performing a control home. Clean feed. And down arrow. Visited link grab record button clips button. And now I'm going to press the space bar on the clips button. Clean feed. Clips button. Now, if the normal paradigm follows, we should be able to press an H to navigate to the heading level. No headings. And no, unfortunately, in this instance, when you bring up the clips screen, there is not that consistency there. Even though there was a heading level two to denote the beginning of the recording process, there is not one for the clips user interface and no regions. There are no regions. In fact, I don't believe that CleanFeed is using any ARIA regions at all at the moment. However, our handy dandy graphic hotkey can help. So I'm just going to go to the top of the screen. CleanFeed. And now I'll press G. CleanFeed Pro visited link graphic. 
I'll press G again. Recording graphic. And that's the recording graphic that we just explored before because we are still recording. Discard this recording. Discard this recording button unavailable. And I'm navigating by graphic, so I'll press G again. Load clip graphic. And here we have the load clip graphic. So this does take us to where we need to be to start exploring the clips interface. The purpose of this is that you can load little jingles, intros, outros, anything that you want in here and play them in your clean feed session. Why? Well, everybody in your clean feed session then hears them. So it's kind of cool to insert some applause or maybe you just want some music like a theme. It's a way of doing the whole thing from clean feed. Another use case that I can think of is if you're a journalist and perhaps you're coming into an interview in a radio station that you work for or freelance for, you can line up some of those actuality recordings and then just play them from here. Again, keyboard support for these clips would be so cool if you could just be anywhere on the clean feed user interface and press say i don't know control alt one for the first clip and know that it's going to play then that would just be absolutely sweet but let's see how far we can go with this clips interface load clip graphic here's a graphic that says load clip and even though we're getting no indication that it's a button or that it's actionable it actually is so if i press the space bar open dialog file name edit combo or now you're in the standard windows open file dialog and from here you can navigate anywhere you want to be and load a clip. So in my case, I'm going to load the intro and the outro that we use for some of the Blind Podmaker episodes, particularly the Blind Podcasters Roundtable. Given that I'm an old DOS geek from way back, I'm going to type in as much of the path as I can. That'll do. See, you yeah, that sped us way up. Items view, not select. And now we'll go to... Not selected the Blind Podmaker. Yep, the blind. there's the blind podmaker. Not selected. Better move along 60. Bat zero one two three zero one. That's the intro. Better, better. So I'll press enter to load that. Clean feed camera or microphone recording. Microsoft Edge unavailable. Load clip graphic. If I up arrow now. 60 zero one two three zero one. Better move along 60. Bat zero one two three zero. There it is. Load clip graphic. And we'll go and load a second clip so we know what happens when we have two. Open dialog. File name. Ed. Now I'll shift tab. Item not select. Better move along sting bat 012501.wav. And we'll press enter. Clean feed camera or microphone recording Microsoft Edge unavailable. Combo box, zero. That combo box, by the way, which now has focus, allows us to set the volume for this clip. So if I up arrow. Plus 1 dB. It's going up basically 1 dB at a time. Plus 2 dB. Plus 1 dB, zero. And its default, of course, is 0 dB. We can go down. Minus 1 dB. Minus 2 dB. All the way down to. Minus 18 dB. Minus 18 dB. Whoa, okay. Plus 3 dB. Plus 1 dB. 0. So now we've loaded a couple of clips. Load clip. 0125011. If I press the space bar on this. I press the space bar again. So that's the outro, which I really need to make sure fades in, don't I? So if we go up. Better move along sting bat 016001. Better move along 60 bat 012301. And now I press the space bar. You will hear that this is the intro. So if you want to use this, I think the best way to do it at the moment is to load the clips. That's pretty easy to do, actually. And then you will need to navigate to the clips button and press that. 
and do a JAWS find for the clip that you're looking for. So make sure you give it a unique name that's easy to find and then press enter. So from a productivity point of view, I'm sure that the workflow could be improved, but it's pretty cool that this is actually accessible, not necessarily efficient yet, but accessible and that you can play these clips down the clean feed session to people. Let's go back to the top of the screen. Clean feed. You can see we're working our way through this little menu at the top. So we've done record, record. Button. we then did clips button, clips, and the next one audio button is audio. This is where we can start geeking out a little bit because clean feed gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of your audio settings. So I'll press the space bar. Audio button. And now the audio button is activated. Can we now navigate by heading? Remote audio quality heading level two. Yes, we can. So this time the heading level two is back and we can go to remote audio quality first. Let's down arrow and take a look. Change the settings used on the network for remote audio. Combo box speech optimized. Speech optimized is usually what you want. This will be mono. You can change this though. I'll press enter. Combo box speech optimized. If you're having some sort of issue, with bandwidth. Maybe you're on a really bad hotel connection or something like that. Although I have to say Opus is pretty resilient, but you can go back one. Low quality talkback. And go to low quality talkback. Speech optimized. Speech optimized is the default and it's what most people will use and it sounds fantastic as we will hear later. Music optimized. This is music optimized. 256 kbps mono. 320 kbps stereo. Now 320 kbps stereo, particularly in Opus, is just remarkable quality. So if you've got the bandwidth to sustain it, and we have, we've got a gigabit connection here, you can send really good quality music through CleanFeed with minimal latency. I know that there are use cases where people are using this to send professionally produced concerts to a studio or somewhere to be recorded. So we're talking serious commercial professional grade audio here. I'll go back. 200 music optimized. Speech optimized. And leave it on speech optimized, which is the default. Virtual PC. When we chose the audio button, a little sub menu popped up whose default is the remote audio quality. So when we navigated to the only heading on the page right now, which is a heading level two, we bypassed that sub menu that has appeared on the screen and we got straight to the remote audio quality, which does lead some people to miss that submenu, which is actually quite important. So I will go back to the heading level two. Remote audio. And this time I'm going to work my way backwards. Source devices, black right pointing pointer, source devices button, playback, black right pointing pointer, playback button. So when I press the playback button, you should find that the heading changes. Playback heading level two. And indeed it has. I would emphasize that if this sounds a bit complicated, remember that what we're looking at here is setup. Most people, once they have the devices and the quality set up the way they like it. Just go in here and did what we initially did. Press record, make sure that the record options are set to your liking and go. So there is an element of sort of one-off or very occasional setup with all of this. List of one items. Auxiliary outputs optionally mirror each guest to an audio device checkbox not checked. This is one of those features where when I explain it, if it'll add value for you, you'll immediately understand what it does and you'll think, wow, that is huge because it is huge. When you check this box, all of your clean feed guests will come through the output you specify in the headphone settings option. However, you will find additional options associated with each of your guests, rather like the options that exist for you as the host. The way this is laid out 
whether you have this checkbox that I'm talking about checked or not, is that if you've got the recording section visible on the screen, you can see each guest, whether they're being recorded or not, and all the save buttons that we looked at earlier. And below that, you will find on the dashboard a series of options for each guest, including yourself. And you will find a settings button for each guest. When you press that button, you expose some controls. And the first thing that you will notice, you can actually see, but of course not change, the device that they're using for their input. I had an example earlier in the week where this was really handy. So I had a guest who absolutely was certain that they were using a microphone headset. And I know enough to know from the sound of what they were doing that they were not. They were using a laptop built-in microphone. They may be wearing the headset, but the wrong input was selected. But with this box checked, I was able to see that they were in fact using the built-in microphone. And I was able to guide them about how to choose the correct microphone. You also have some control of the volume of each guest. But when you check this box, the one that we're looking at now, you can mirror the audio of a specific guest to a specific audio device. Why is this important? Well, in my case, I've got access to a lot of playback devices coming through my mixer. And while I wouldn't bother playing with this feature if I'm just recording something for a podcast where I can equalize and mix things post-production, if I'm doing live work, which I sometimes do with CleanFeed, it is super cool to have each guest on their own fader on my mixer because I'm routing them to different audio devices because I can control their volume independently and I can pan them independently to create a lovely stereo mix. This is an amazing feature, especially for live work. List end. It is not recommended to switch device device during live use or recording. And that's the only option that is here. So if I go back, source devices, black right pointing pointer source devices button, we can choose source devices. I'll press the space bar on that. And again, what should happen now is that I can go to that heading level, wrapping to top local audio sources, heading level two. And here's the heading level two for local audio sources. I get many inquiries from people who are reluctant for whatever reason to buy an audio interface and get peripherals like microphones that have an XLR plug on them. And XLR connectors are common on higher end microphones, although you can get some very good quality mics like the Samson Q2U, which I often mention on this show, which does both USB and XLR at a reasonable price. But anyway, so many people have said to me over the years, can I record with two USB microphones at the same time? I got a couple hanging around, maybe I have a USB headset and a microphone and I just want to get it done. And usually the answer is no, certainly in Windows at any rate. CleanFeed makes this possible. And what this means is that there may be some use cases where you want to record with CleanFeed even when all your guests are local because you're using all your USB devices. And depending on the setup that you have, it's also potentially a way to record screen reader demos really well because you could record yourself in one track and you could record your screen reader in another track that will depend on your configuration. If you have an audio interface with a lot of inputs, then this also opens up so many cool possibilities. I have not seen anything else like this, certainly not that's accessible. It really is cool. Anyway, I'll stop waxing lyrically about it and show it to you. 
I'm going to navigate to a combo box by pressing C. The number of capture devices, such as microphones or lion input. Combo box, one. That's the default. Usually you're only going to record from one USB source. And you can choose that source by going up and we'll show you that in a little bit. But you can select more. I'll down arrow. Combo box. How far can we go? Four. You can actually go up to four different USB sources. I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to set it to two. Three, two, virtual PC. I'm back in the virtual PC cursor mode in JAWS now. And things have happened at the top of the clean feed interface because I have changed from one USB source to two. I'll go to the top of the screen by pressing Control Home. Clean feed. And now I'm going to search for my name. JAWS find dialog. I'm going to just type Mosen, M-O-S-E-N, which is of course my last name. Two. Virtual C. Profile by Jonathan Mosen. Ready. If I search for my name again. Jonathan Mosen. Whoa, I'm there a second time. Muted. Imagine that. I'm cloned, but this one is muted. So what's happened here? Well, for every USB source that you create, you will have another instance of yourself in this list. Because this list that we're looking at now is where the speakers appear. If we had five or six remote guests coming in here, you would also see these people here. You'd be able to adjust their volume, do a range of other things pertaining to them. In this case, we now have two local sources, one of which is not muted and the other one is. Why is the second one that we just created muted? Because there's a possibility that you could be using the same source and that can create all sorts of havoc. So the top one is set to use an option in my focus right where I have my Heil PR40 going directly into it. It bypasses the mixer and just gives pure microphone audio. I do that for a variety of reasons, in particular when I'm doing mix minus type arrangements, if I'm doing clubhouse things. So here's the second instance. And what I'd like to do is set this to the focus right loop back input. This is so that we can hear JAWS because I currently have JAWS coming through the focus right loop back mode for the purposes of recording this demo. So I'm going to find the settings button for the second instance of me. Muted. Settings button. There's the settings button. I will press the space bar. Settings button. And we'll find the combo box. Combo box. Use browser setting. And it defaults to the browser setting, which is fair enough. But I want to set it to the loopback. Combo box. I press enter to turn forms mode on. Loopback L plus R focus right USB audio. And the combo box accepts first letter navigation. So I've got a lot of USB devices here that are audio. So I just press the letter L to get to loopback and that's done. Virtual PC. But if I go up. Settings button. Muted. I'm still muted. Jonathan Mosen. So I need to press the space bar on my name. Clean feed. And now if I just go back and search. Jonathan Mosen. Jonathan Mosen. Ready. Settings button. Combo box loopback L plus R focus right USB audio. Perfect. And then if I go back up. Jonathan Mosen. That's the first instance of me. Ready. Settings button. Combo box analog 3 plus for focus right USB audio. And there we go. Everything is set up the way I wanted to. What this means is that when I do a recording, I should end up with three tracks if it's all working properly. One with my microphone audio from my Heil PR40. The other one with JAWS in it. And of course, the third one with the clips. So let's try this. I'm going to find the record button. Record button. And press the space bar. Name the recording idiot. Local test clean feed. Name the recording edit local test clean feed. And now we'll press tab. List with one items. A day and time to file name checkbox checked. 
And now, Combo Box, Multitrack. So we'll leave it on Multitrack, which will create a file for each of these. Virtual. Record a separate file for a record button. And we'll press record button. Echo. Recording graphic. And we should see. Local test clean feed. 008. Save all button. Discard this recording button. Jonathan Mosen. Save button. Recording button. Jonathan Mosen 2. Save button. Recording button. Clips. Save button. Recording button. Separator. Welcome. This is me testing on clean feed. And now what I'm going to do is press insert with T, the JAWS title key. Clean feed camera or microphone recording Microsoft Edge. And all being well, it should be recording this. 11 11 a.m. Marvelous. Now I'm going to save all. Record clips but audio but profile. Settings but settings but settings but save all button. There's the save all button. We'll press that. Clean feed. Downloading 28.8 megabytes. Local test clean feed sat 1110.zip. Left brace focusable. Select. Yes, left brace download complete. Local test. Download is complete. What I'm going to do now is bring all of this into Reaper and just play that little bit back to you. So what you're hearing next is what came from CleanFeed and that recording. Welcome, this is me testing on CleanFeed, and now what I'm going to do is press insert with T, the JAWS title key. CleanFeed camera or microphone recording Microsoft Edge. And all being well, it should be recording this. 11, 11 a.m. Marvelous, now I'm going to save all. Record clips, but audio, but profile, settings, but settings, but settings, but save all button. There's the save all button, we'll press that. So that was what CleanFeed recorded. Now, it's a great way to do a screen reader demo, isn't it? And a good way to get multiple USB sources onto your recording. It's really cool. One thing I will just emphasize is that while you don't need a fancy schmancy audio interface like the Focusrite 8i6, any device that you play with here with this feature does need to be a USB device. What I'm getting at here is that if you have a laptop or a desktop and it has one of those real tech built-in audio devices, that's not going to come up as a USB peripheral. I pause the recording and set my sources back to one just to save any further confusion for the rest of this recording. Now, to make sure we're all keeping up, we have been navigating through this menu at the top. So, so far we've looked at record button, record clips button, audio button, and audio profile button. Now we go into the profile. I won't spend any time in there because this really relates to accounting. You can sign up for a CleanFeed Pro subscription. If you are doing this for non-commercial purposes, it comes in at $22 a month. That is money well spent in my view. As you can see, the two marks who developed this are serious audio nerds and giving you one heck of an experience. So we continue down. Jonathan Mosen. Now we are on the main screen. So that's that kind of menu bar. Think of it as a Windows menu bar at the top or a Mac menu bar at the top. Now we have the list of guests. Currently there is only me. So we have my name here. And as we know, I can mute every speaker by pushing space on their name. Ready. But I'm ready. Settings button. It would be great if this could be called input settings. Because this is a local source, you can set the input that this particular individual is using. And we now know, of course, you can have multiple local USB sources. But it is just called settings and you get used to it. And if you press the settings button a second time, it actually hides these combo boxes. So it's a way of tidying up the screen. So just be mindful of that. I'll down arrow. Combo box analog 3 plus for focus right USB audio. 
And this tells me the device that I am using. I'll down arrow again. Combo box both. This combo box determines what's going to be sent out to other people in the clean feed session and for that matter what's being recorded. So we have both. We have left only, right only, mono mix. Mono mix, which is what I'm actually going to leave it on for the purposes that I'm using clean feed for right now. No headphones for repair. No headphones and full repair take us into those areas where you are listening to someone and you think, oh my goodness, they have got some bad echo here. Perhaps they're just using a laptop with built-in speakers. There's a bit of echo coming through and you just need to get the interview done. They're the kind of guest where you're just not going to get them to a better audio. So Clean Feed can kick in with some algorithms here. It does make it sound like a more traditional conferencing system, but it's either that or get lots of echo, right? So you can choose no headphones or then go on to full repair, which does even more like noise reduction. Ideally, you want to get your guests into a position where those algorithms aren't required. No headphone, no mix. So I'm staying with mono mix for now. Virtual. And now I'll down arrow. Combo box zero. This is a volume control. So if a particular guest is a little faint, you can increase their volume or decrease it for that matter. It's similar to the combo box that we saw when we were taking a look at the clips. Headphones. Below headphones. Settings button. We have a settings button. Now this determines what you will hear clean feed through. This is really cool that you can do this right from the browser application and not have to fall with the Windows settings. And it does remember these settings. So if you are using a complex setup where you might have a mixer and you require clean feed to come through a particular channel, maybe you have it in pre-fade or a mix minus configuration, you can do this. I'll press the spacebar on this settings button, the one below the word headphones. That's the key thing. Settings button. And now if I down arrow. Combo box speakers, focus right USB audio. That's exactly where I need it to be. But I can also change that to any other audio option on my device. And these can be non-USB audio options. So we're getting into the Windows subsystem here. Anything that appears as an audio playback option in Windows is fine here. Virtual separator. Connect graphic. So we've had a pretty good tour of CleanFeed, but the big question is, how do you get remote guests in? And here's a graphic, it's not a button, and it's simply called Connect. And remember, because it is a graphic in JAWS, you can press G to navigate to it. If I press this, name edit. we're popped right into an edit field where you can type the name of the person that you are inviting to your CleanFeed session. The number of options available to you on the screen will be significantly more limited if you're using the free version. But you certainly can cause CleanFeed to send an email out to your guests inviting them to the CleanFeed session. Now, the pro version has a few more options, and I haven't been able to find which ones are available free and which ones are in pro. So I'll show you what I have. If you don't have some of the options that I do, then you can assume they are pro only. I'm going to type Neil Ewers into the name field, somebody who's very famous in blind audio circles. I'll press the tab key. Email address, idiot. I can enter his email address here, and this is certainly available to everybody. And if I do this and then I just press invite, then it will send him a pass to the clean feed session. 
It's important to emphasize that somebody you invite as a guest does not require an account. This makes CleanFeed a very easy way for people to join. All they have to do is choose a link and press connect as long as they have a Chromium-based browser or Safari on their iPhone or Firefox on their computer, they will get a connect button. If they're coming into CleanFeed for the first time, the browser will ask for permission to use the microphone, and that is all there is to it. I'm going to press the tab key. CleanFeed. Advanced checkbox not checked. I'm going to check the advanced button, and I suspect that this could be what pro users can get in addition to what the free users can get. So I've pressed the space bar. App bar toolbar. Clean feed. Virtual. Now let's have a look at the screen. Name edit. Neil limit to the next. Combo box 24 hours. Now you can determine how long this URL lasts. And the options we have at the moment. Combo. We'll go to the top. 30 minutes. One hour. Two hours. Eight hours. 24 hours. Three days. One week, one month, unlimited. And that's the end of the list. Essentially, if somebody tries to activate the link after this duration has expired, the link is invalid. 30 minutes, one hour, two hours, eight hours, 24 hours. I will now press tab. Combo box, connect on yours. Ask to accept connection. That pronunciation is a little bit weird from Oliver there, but what it's actually saying is connect on use. And then the second option. Ask to accept connection. If you choose connect on use, then somebody can just drop into the session and they're just there. There's no sound or anything like that. And I understand why this is not an audio conferencing system. And if you're having a guest drop in to be on a radio show or something like this, the last thing you want is some sort of obnoxious doorbell sound or something interrupting. It doesn't sound very professional. So if you want to safeguard your recording, you can go to ask to accept connection. And then you will have to accept the notification that tells you that somebody has joined. I have not used this, so I don't know how accessible that is. It would be great if it popped up some sort of dialogue that you had to deal with rather than just appearing somewhere. Connect on yours. I'll set it back to connect on use. Combo box. Send by email. Now with the pro plan, you can send it by email in the traditional way or... I'll share the link myself. I'll share the link myself. One thing I like about doing this is that you can send it in a calendar invitation which I just find is a bit more professional to be able to put that URL there, send the date and time. I have a kind of a boilerplate message thing that I include in that kind of calendar invitation that tells people what I'm hoping for. Please don't use earbuds. Come in in a quiet place. Make sure you're wearing headphones of some kind. All those kinds of things I put in that calendar invitation and it includes the clean feed URL. The reason why I demoed inviting Neil Ewers to this is that he now joins us via CleanFeed. I thought it would be useful to conclude this demonstration of CleanFeed with a way for you to hear exactly how good it sounds. So, hello, Neil. Should I start with jokes or should we just chat? And Well, why don't we just geek out and you can tell me what you're coming in from because you're sounding great on this CleanFeed. Well, interestingly enough, I'm coming in from the Roadcaster Pro, which you just did a show on. Yes. And your microphone? And it is the ElectroVoice RE27. What is it that you like about CleanFeed? Because I know that I sort of introduced you to it, I think, and um, you've been a real adopter of it. For the last 
several months, I have been up to my neck in recording audible books online. Not me recording, but I record the narrator, and the publisher, and the author is there. And of course, we've done it online during COVID, but this is a wonderful platform to do that, because for one thing, it is a certain dollar amount a month. I can record for one hour, 10 hours, 15 hours, 20 hours, and there's no extra charge. Plus, it's accessible. It was not always, but they have done a really good job of correcting that. And I have talked with them occasionally via email. And every time I ask for something, they either have a good reason why it's not there. But even when they have a good reason why it's not there, they'll look and say, well, let's see if we can make this better. So it's really a work in progress, and the progress has gotten them to a lot of nice places in terms of accessibility. And I use it for other things, too. Um, I have done narrations for people. Uh, it's just a very clean recording. It is not recorded locally, obviously. But I think I have had one time in the, oh gosh, how many years? A couple of years, at least, I've been using this. And I average probably 35, 40 hours a month uh, on this thing in the last six months. I've had one recording over that period of time that didn't work, and I kind of think that was operator error. So I can't blame them for my operator error. And, and the fact that you can record multi-track. And I'm not sure what their limitation is, how many people you can have and do multi-track recording. I've never had more than five. But the fact that you can bring everybody in on, the, on different channels, and you can open Reaper or whatever you're using, and futz with the volume and get them all sounding right. Uh, it's just a great product to use. Well, one of the things I also like about CleanFeed is the documentation, how friendly and well-written it is. So in consulting this, I see that there is a 32-track limit in terms of the multi-track recording feature. Those are mono-tracks. If you go stereo, there's a 16-track limit. And in terms of the number of people, there's no limit. But eventually, of course, if you went crazy with it, you would exceed your bandwidth. Do you think anybody can or could discern a difference between what we're doing now? So I'm on CleanFeed and so are you. I'm actually bringing this into the recording with both of us from CleanFeed. The audio you're hearing from me is not recorded locally either. Is there a difference that anybody can discern, do you think, between the locally recorded audio and this? I cannot. If it is on high-quality mono or high-quality audio, uh, there, there are three, I think there are three choices. There's lower-quality mono, there's higher-quality mono, and there's stereo. I think I can tell a little bit of difference in high-quality audio mono, not in stereo. I don't necessarily record in stereo, but I think the quality is better. And I'm not even sure I can tell the difference in high-quality mono. Um, it, it, I haven't done a blind uh, test so far. Haven't said, haven't had somebody give me the files without my knowing what they are, and that's that's a that's not a good scientific method. If there is any difference, it is hardly discernible. How would you describe? The differences between using this and, say, Zoom. You know, I, sometimes I get some resistance when I talk up clean feed and people say, why don't you just use Zoom? Everybody's got it these days. It's easier. Dropouts. We tried recording a couple books on Zoom. And because of the popularity of Zoom and COVID, 
every 30 seconds I would hear this half second of no sound. And I have gotten this maybe three times in like 20 hours or something. I mean, it, of course, it depends on somebody's computer and their wiring. We actually tried to record a woman who had uh, some really problems with her ISP, and it was dropping out. Uh, that was in Zoom. And when she got a better ISP, it was better, but it wasn't perfect. This is. I don't get any dropouts. And that's one of the reasons I don't use Zoom. Of course, on Zoom, you can have cameras and people kind of like seeing each other. but And that is something that, that, that Zoom has. But I just didn't like the quality. Also, I find, and I haven't done an exhaustive study of this, but I find that the incoming signal I get from people is better here. Um, also, on Zoom, I'm not sure that I'm hearing what I'm going to hear when I save the file. So, and their recording quality is not as good as this. It's way low bitrate M4A, isn't it? I mean, what they're supplying for the core recordings, if you choose to record in their solution, is incredibly <laughs> inferior. Which is one of the reasons I use this is A, it is better, and B, even if I use Zoom, I could record on my Rodecaster Pro, which I'm doing now, but now I have two recordings, the CleanFeed recording and the Rodecaster Pro recording. So I'm double backed up. I can't do that with Zoom because I don't like the record quality. Right. I have to record on my equipment, and that's uh, that'll work. But if I don't press the right button, then I don't have another plan to go to. And it's not clean. I, mean, I think CleanFeed is such a good name for the solution. There's audio processing going on in Zoom. And obviously, people like you and me, we want to apply our own processing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard to figure out how to turn some of that stuff off in Zoom. And I don't mean to badmouth Zoom. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a platform that a lot of people use. But uh, I I just really like the quality of this. And I like the fact that it's and again, I'm not um, dissing Zoom, but I just like the fact that I am in touch with people who I think are really interested in accessibility. As I said, every time I talk to them, they have a plan. And it's a clean site, and I can access it very easily. It's just I've got a lot of things going for it. This is a nice way to close, actually, because it's the way I came in by saying it's about choosing the right tool. So I am very happy to use Zoom for meetings with my team or very large webinars, which we also have in my day job. But when it comes to producing good quality audio for audio specific tasks, this is a better tool. Yes, that, and you've hit on one of the differences because using a tool that has the need for using 10 or 15 or 20 or 200 people, yeah, Zoom is, is a good platform. But in terms of quality, I think this is, is much better. I have tried many other services because I like the medium of podcasting for the sake of the communication and what we can do together. But let's face it, I'm also an audio geek and I love playing with this stuff. I keep coming back to this. Clean feed is dependable. It works. The developers are super responsive. You know, they can't ground all your wishes, but they do have dialogue with you and take your points of view on board. As you can hear, 
There's not actually anything here that's inaccessible. I would say there are a few things that could be made easier, perhaps with some controls showing up as buttons where they currently don't and you just have to guess that they are actionable. Perhaps certain areas of the screen being automatically spoken through the use, the judicious use, I have to say, of live regions because many developers overdo it and perhaps a few more headings. But it's navigable, it's doable, and when you use this often enough, like most things, it becomes second nature. I cannot recommend CleanFeed highly enough if you want to take podcasting to the next level. And let's not forget that this is great for internet radio solutions as well, for various local recording options, as we've just discussed. You can take a portable laptop and a couple of USB peripherals and bring in remote guests. You've really got your own sort of Zoom PodTrack P4 right there, as long as you have an internet connection. And some laptops do have pretty robust 4 and 5G connections. You can find out more about CleanFeed and give it a try for yourself by visiting cleanfeed.net. That's C-L-E-A-N-F-E-E-D dot net. And if you want to discuss this, we do discuss CleanFeed quite a bit in the Blind Podmaker email group. If you would like to subscribe, even if you're not creating a podcast, but you are into this sort of audio, recording spoken word stuff, then you're welcome. Send a blank email to creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. That's creators-subscribe at theblindpodmaker.com. Thanks for listening.